Welcome to Act Two by Choosing Him Ministries with Tisha Janes and Andrew Pate, a place where life stories are told, encouragement is shared, and hope is found. Recording in progress. Good morning, listeners. We are so excited to have you with us today. I hope you're having a great day. Uh, we have Brenda Deloche with us. Good morning, Brenda. How are you? I'm good. Good. Hey, Brenda. Welcome. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, yeah, as our listeners, let's introduce you to Brenda. Brenda is um, a very a strong Christian. Brenda has a wonderful testimony because she, like a lot of us, have felt like, okay, you know, my life is smooth. I've grown up in the Christian church. You know, this has been, you know, it's like you smooth waters. You know, I've yes. been a Christian my whole life. My family's been a Christian, you know, and then all of a sudden you hit the wall of water like the Red Sea. And it's like a time when your faith really is like, okay. You said you believed all this. Now we're going to see if it, how it plays out. Mm-hmm. And um, Brenda's got an incredible story of that. So welcome, Brenda. Um, I cannot wait for you to just share, start with sharing something about yourself. Like tell our listeners who you are. Okay. Um, like she said, my name is Brenda Deloach and I uh, am a mom. I am a wife. I've got two children. One is 24, one is 26. We are pretty much empty nesters except for a little schnauzer that we have. And, um, other, and I am a kindergarten TA, which keeps me busy. Mm-hmm. That was a, um, a new thing uh, that came out of my uh, circumstances that, um, that I'm going to be talking about. Um, but yes, I do love working with children. Um, I love working with old people, older people. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. I, I was doing um, for 15 years. And I, I guess I just, I love hearing stories. I, I love watching people grow. I love talking to old people about things that they've done. I, I just, I'm just, um, um, I like being in either age group, young mm-hmm. or old, doesn't matter. You have a big heart for people and for service. Yes. Um, very extroverted. I, I'm very, <laughs> I talk with my hands and I talk with my eyes yeah. and yeah, I'm very extroverted. So. so tell us a little bit about your faith journey and where it started, when you got to know Christ and how your faith began to grow. Yes. Well, um, I can honestly say that I don't ever recall a time that I didn't know that there was a Jesus. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a strong uh, Christian family. I have two sisters, one older, one younger. Uh, We lived on a farm in South Alabama, Um, went to a very small school. Grandparents lived across the road. So it was kind of a family affair. We, we love to call ourselves the Waltons minus Aww. about 25 kids, you know, <laughs> but there was only three of us, but, uh, yeah, we grew up on a farm and, um, I, I personally can say I had a great life. I mean, my parents were strong in their faith. We went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't remember a time that I did not n- believe that God was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believed in Jesus. I've always, um, I did make a profession of faith when I was nine years old. I was baptized in the Baptist church at nine years old. And uh, grew up, um, like I said, in the church, um, youth group. Uh, we didn't have all this stuff that the kids have now, but we, and we didn't have the social media, and we had to actually get to know people. We, we <laughs> knew our neighbors. We knew everybody. Uh, we knew what we needed to know, I guess. Some things, it's like my daddy says, um, 
He's 89 years old, and he will tell you his business is your, is his business. We just didn't <laughs> we didn't tell all that stuff. You know, I lived. Oh, hey, we grew up on a party line. We, there were eight families on it, and you could get on there and go, uh, "I need to use the phone," you know. And they get off, you know. Yeah, that's funny. That's yeah. great. Your dad's old school. He's like, stay in your lane. Stay in. Stay your in your lane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mind your own business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard no. of party lines in forever. Mm-mm. That's yeah. awesome. I grew, I grew up on one. Yes, yes. I, I remember when we got a private line. Yeah. We had our own private line. I was almost in um in college by that time. But who's That's counting? So great. That's so great. Very cool. So tell us. Well, take us to the next season of your life. So you've you've grown up with Jesus. Yes, um, went with Jesus. I mm-hmm. uh, went off to college, mm-hmm. um, met my husband uh, to be in April. We went out six times in 1986. We went out six times, got married uh, six months. That's all it took. And uh, we got <laughs> married in December of 1986, and we've been married ever since. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and I moved up there, and um, we made it work. And we, We've weathered a lot of storms, and um, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the rain. I'm thankful for mm-hmm. the storms. So as a Christian, a lot of us feel like because we're a Christian, life should be easy. So t- talk us through the moment when you realize, okay, yes, I know Jesus, mm-hmm. but life's not real easy just because I'm a Christian. No, it's not. Um, I will start with uh, the fact that uh, my grandmother – I was always told she had breast cancer. I'm always told that. Uh, didn't know until this happened to me that um, she didn't actually have breast cancer. She had what was called a solid tumor. Now, this was in the 1930s. They didn't have um, the test that they have now. So who knows what she really had. So I never went around thinking, oh, something's going to happen to me. Something's going to happen to me. I never thought that. Um, I got annual mammograms from the time I was 35 years old, 40 years old. Uh, actually, I uh, had my yearly mammogram in September of uh, 2019. I uh, had my annual OBGYN appointment that I have every year in October of 19, which was the next month. And Christmas rolls around, and I um, go once a year to Bath and Body, I don't buy that that stuff except for the stocking stuffers. So I went and bought all these cute little perfume lotions and everything. I was trying them all on. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what that is. But, oh, well, I don't know what that is. It feels kind of weird. It was not a lump. It was not anything. It was just, it just didn't feel right. I was like, that didn't feel right. So I called my OBGYN. They said, we'll get you in for a um, ultrasound. Don't worry about it. You've got mammograms. You've had them for the last 15 years. We've got plenty of data. You just had one. Don't worry about it. But we don't, we, we always take everything seriously. So we'll let you, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll bring you in. That was on, um, that was in December and it took until February the 7th until I got my um, ultrasound appointment. So I went in on the 7th. It was a Friday, and this was 2020. And um, they did see some stuff that they wanted to biopsy, so I was all worried about that. I was like, ooh, you know, that doesn't sound good. I don't, I don't know. My mom's had a biopsy. My sister had a biopsy. Didn't think anything. You know, I said, okay, well, I'm going to have the same biopsy. So the February the 14th, Valentine's Day of 2020, uh, was a Friday, 
and um, my parents came in because that's just what we do. We're a very strong family. We support each other. We don't, you know, we're, I, I kind of think we're kind of like little Amish, you know, like the whole family has to go. You know, if something happens, we're all there. If somebody needs to move, we all show up and yes. move. We, yes. That's just our family. And so my mom and dad came up and um, I went in for the <coughs> biopsy. And um, I knew then that it was bad because I could kind of read. I'm, I'm a, I, I like to read the room. I like to watch people. And I could kind of tell that something wasn't really right and um, that it could be something else. So that was on the uh, 14th on a Friday. And they said, you'll hear something that two, three days. It's the weekend. Don't worry about it. You probably won't hear anything till Monday or Tuesday. So just go enjoy your weekend. Right. So. We go home and Monday rolls around. Well, after I left that biopsy, I went to Books a Million, picked up a book and said, I need some peace. I know Jesus. I know he's with me, but I also am a huge journaler. I write everything. I, I If I can't pray, if I get where I can't pray, I get my book out mm-hmm. and I write my prayers down. And the more you write and the more it flows on the paper, it may, it may not be a prayer at all. It may just be a praise. It may just be, thank you for this day. And once you get started, once I get started writing, I can write wallpaper. I just keep going and going and going. So I got a book. And um, when I found out I was going to do the um, podcast, I went back and um, and read. And, and like like you can see, I, I journal, I, I underline. I, the book is full of every day. And I mean, literally every day, I would say today is the uh, 210. Okay, this was uh, Sunday, it, it just goes into every day that I had to sit there and wait for a phone call. Mm -hmm. My life verse that I picked up back in um, 1996, uh, November, uh, um, February of 96, I was expecting my first child. We had, uh, my husband had retired out of the military. We had moved to South Georgia and I was afraid because we didn't know when, well, he had his family there, but I didn't have any friends. So, uh, like I said, I've never known a time I didn't know Jesus. So I got my Bible out and I said, I need something to hold on to. So my life verse is Joshua 1, 5, and it says, no one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That was the book. This was what was on the center page. Oh, wow. On the, on the, during one of my days that I was, my dark days when I was sitting there going, why won't they call? Why won't they call? Why can't they call and say, oh, it's nothing. You know, it's nothing. You're, you're going to be fine. So I, I, I really didn't like what I was reading because the sooner, the, the longer that it went, it, it talked about all this stuff that goes on in trials. And something I wrote down um, that um, it, it talked about with trials is um, uh, thank me when things do not go your way because spiritual blessings come wrapped in trials. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what? I, I just need the phone to ring. Somebody needs to right, call and tell me right. this is not happening. This is, you know, um, this is not going to happen. So I keep going from day to day. And um, so finally, um, 
uh, as I move along with it, um, the 19th, on a Wednesday, the phone rings, and here's my wallpaper. This is all my, you know, tells me everything that happened that day. I prayed. That, what's in black is when I prayed that morning. The wallpaper on the red on the other page tells you that, okay, God answered my prayer today. This is what I wrote. God answered my prayer today. I received the telephone call today around 1230. I have cancer. I just said, God answered my prayer today. Mm -hmm. I received the phone call today around 1230. I have cancer. I am thankful that they caught it early and it's a grade one. I am thankful. This is a mom. I am thankful I got the call before my daughter Allison got home because I wanted to do it by myself at home. Nobody was home. My husband wasn't home. Mm -hmm. Nobody was with me. My husband was in another state. Um, I am thankful that the appointment with the surgeon has already been made. Even with the bad news, I am thankful that I will survive. Mm -hmm. Because the doctor that called me said... She was like a robot. She had three sentences. It didn't matter how many times I asked the question. She kept telling that same three sentences. It's a grade one. It's least aggressive. It's a, um, you have, you have, um, um, <laughs> not ductal. You have um, lobular carcinoma. It is not ductal. Eight out of 10 people get the other one. You got the one that only two people get. Two out of 10 get that one. So, that's all I can tell you. That's that's why you didn't feel it. It doesn't grow in a knot. It grows in a sheet. It's like a sheet of paper. You pick out the sheet that has cancer. It didn't grow like a knot so you could see it in like in a book. You couldn't. That was one of the examples the surgeon gave me. She stuck something in the book and she said, hey, when the mammogram hits that, it throws a light beam out and says, hey, there's, a, there's something in there. But with mine... It was just growing, like she said. It was just fat and happy. I probably had it for five years, and I'm just sitting there panicking, going, what? I had this for five years. I didn't know. So, anyway, the journey continues on. I um, uh, On uh, March the 2nd, from the 19th of um, February, when I found out I had cancer, my appointment was February the 2nd, uh, and I met the surgeon. The surgeon was local here in Peachtree City. I was so impressed because she wrote upside down hmm. and she wrote big words, not little, e, you know, ABC words. She wrote big medical terms upside down. And I'm thinking, how's her brain doing that? <laughs> she must be so smart because I mean, and it was, I mean, nothing. She just wrote upside down and my mom and dad were in the room with me. Dale was in the room. My husband, Dale was in the room. And I was so taken away by the fact that she could, do that mm -hmm. until I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fine. I'm, right. I'm going to be fine. So after that, I went and met with a plastic surgeon and then this thing called COVID hit. Mm -hmm. My whole Bible is nothing except all, uh, my daily Bible is all about COVID. And then this other book starts in about COVID. The churches shut down Easter. We're going to have Easter that Sunday. Whoever heard of churches being closed on Easter, the world shut down. And I was stuck here at my house. Mm -hmm. They couldn't do the surgery. They said they had to have all the respirators for all the people that were sick and the type of surgery I was going to have because I had made a decision to have a double mastectomy. Uh, they said, you, you can't have it. We're not going to, we, we don't have the equipment. So you're just going to have to wait. Mm -hmm. So this waiting game started um, in March. 
and it went all through March. And um, on the 19th of March, I received uh, phone calls from both doctors and they said, we've got a surgery date. We're working on it. Uh, it looks like you're going to be in the end of April. So I have a whole nother month to sit here at the house with, with just my thoughts. Mm. And because the world shut down, it made it easy for me. Even with that crisis going on, it made it easy for me because I went out in the backyard. You could hear the birds singing. It was quiet on my back deck. I had my Bible. I had my book. And I spent quality time. And you had a um, thing one time and you had a thing that said, but God. Do you have a but God moment? Mm -hmm. Everything's against you, but God did this for me. He gave me peace that I just, I can't even, I can't even tell you what that's like because I don't, I can't, I don't have a word for it. I don't mm -hmm. have a word that tells you what that feels like. Otherworldly. Um, do what now? Otherworldly is how you describe yeah. a word that you yeah. can't find an English word to. Just otherworldly. Yes. Um, but um, there was a lot of um, things that happened during my t uh, my time alone. My, I decided to take walks every day. So I would walk in the morning and I'd walk in the afternoon. And uh, my neighborhood's about two miles, two and a half miles. And there's no way out because they're all cul-de-sacs. You just walk, you ride on a cul-de-sac, you walk out and run on a cul-de-sac. So um, on... Uh, the day after the doctors called me with my surgery date, um, the 20th of March, I took a walk that night and I wrote about it in my book because I had to go back and go, I cannot believe I recorded all this, but I did. Mm. And um, so um, the doctor that could write upside down kept trying to tell me all these stories about what kind of cancer I had. And she had to tell it where I could understand it. So she gave examples. One example was a Clydesdale horse. He's big. He's fat. He's chunky. He don't run fast. He just lays around. And then you've got a thoroughbred that runs all the time. He's very athletic. He, he can, you know, he just zips around. She said, you got the Clydesdale. That's the, that's the cancer you've got. They're both horses. The cancer is still cancer, but you got the fat one. And I'm like, oh, I'm fat. Yay, me. <laughs> so then she gave an example of, she said, I have a Frenchie bulldog. She said, you have a big, fat English bulldog. A, white, a big, big Ugga, Georgia football, big, fat Ugga is sitting on your chest. It will kill you just like the little Frenchie will, but it's big and fat and it's not going anywhere. We've got it. It's not, it's not in your lymph nodes that we know of until you have the surgery, but you're not, all the tests we've done does not show that it's in the lymph nodes. So, um, I'm walking that night and I'm walking up the street and I, I walked with, I always had praise music on, I always had, um, earbuds in and I walked down a street that I had walked every day for months and this huge white ugga dog comes running out a, a white bulldog runs around behind me and i'm like i'm looking straight ahead because i'm not one to run from a dog i just never i, I grew up on a farm we just were not a, i'm just not afraid of dogs like some people are absolutely terrified of them 
it ran up behind me. I kept looking back, like looking back. I said, you know, if this dog gets me, then this is another problem I'm going to have. I mean, going to be have dog bites on me. I had my phone with me. I could have called, you know, my family was here at the house. So I get past it. The dog barks and carries on and then goes back in the yard. And I go down to the end of the cul-de-sac and I stand there and I go, okay, uh, God, that's that bulldog that that doctor was talking about. That is that white bulldog. And so I stood down there and I said, I can call Allison. My daughter was here at the house. I said, I can call Allison and she can come and get me. She can rescue me. She can come and get me. I don't have to walk back by that dog. Then I stood and I said, do I have faith? Do I really believe that God is going to put his thumb on that cancer and not let it move like that doctor has been saying. It's just fat. It's just laying there. It's a grade one. It's not aggressive. It's least aggressive, but it's still cancer. So I start back down the road and I see the dog in the yard and I, I prayed. I said, God, if that dog is the cancer, make him stay in that yard. Don't let him get me. Don't let him come out here and get me. And I walked past that dog. He laid in that yard. He did not move. Mm. I got home. I couldn't believe it. I journaled about it. I couldn't I even, I mean, why was, why was it a, a, a white bulldog? Right. Why wasn't it a German shepherd? <laughs> it was a white bulldog, yeah. just like the doctor gave me the example. So the girl next door I see her out a week or two later, and I mentioned to her, I said, oh, you wouldn't believe what happened to me, you know, and she's also a cancer survivor, a breast cancer survivor, and so I tell her the story about what the doctor had said and about that dog, and she said, Brenda, he's never had a dog. My neighbor has never had a dog. There is no white English bulldog in on this street. Now, I did not imagine that. That dog was in that yard, right, and that right. dog came after me. Right. Wow. I, I can't tell you how much, if you really, truly believe, God will show up. Mm -hmm. For sure. And that's what he did. I mean, that's, that's one that I have so many things that I could go over in this book since then i did not have to have chemotherapy that was another mind game i took all the genetic testing um i did the oncotalk score or whatever oncotalk talk or whatever it is score i did everything that um everybody that has breast cancer does and i did have radiation <coughs> um i did go through that uh, through the summer and i made I, I i took time to take care of me because i'm like that that stewardess that's supposed to put your mask on and then tell, put it on the kid. Yeah. Well, I'm the one that takes care of the kids first. Mm -hmm. They, they have been my life uh, ever since they were born. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't have kids for 10 years after we got married um, in 86. So I, my first one was in 96. Um, so we didn't, um, so they've been my life. And so I've taken care of them. I'm not complaining. I would do it all over again, but it was time that I think God said, it's, this is me and you time that you're mm -hmm. going to take care of you. You need to rest in the afternoons. something I never did, but I took time to sleep in the afternoons. I took, I took time for me. Mm -hmm. I looked at my diet. I looked at, you know, I looked at everything. And, um, I, uh, this lady up the street gave me 
um, verses, healing verses. And the very first one, she gave me this huge list of all these Bible stories, these Bible verses that tell you about healing. The very first one is Psalms 118, 17, and 18. She said, put your name in there. And where it says, I put your name. So I said, okay, Brenda shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Mm -hmm. And that's the very first one. It says, Brenda will not die, but live to proclaim what the Lord has done. Um, my daughter, pay attention to what I say. Listen to my words. Click, uh, listen to my closely to my words. Uh, do not let them out of your sight. Keep them in your heart for they are life to those who find them and help to a woman's whole body. And that is Proverbs 420. Mm -hmm. So I have like this, this lady up the street gave me all these, mm -hmm. um, these scriptures, these pages and pages of it. So I had that too. And, um, that's I a had, great gift. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you had a long journey, like, especially during those times of COVID of just sitting mm -hmm. and thinking and watching for God. Um, a lot of people will go through this struggle where there was some kind of health struggle and they blame God. You know, I've been studying Job right now too, and listening to the different responses of things. Um, but you chose to look to God and look to find him in it, um, and to praise him through it. And I remember sitting next to you in Bible study and every week, you know, you would ask for a prayer, but you're like, y'all, I've got this, look what God just did. And here's my praise. And you constantly lived in a manner of praise which was a choice. It was. It was you a have a choice. Mm -hmm. I tell my girls that all the time. I tell my little five-year-olds, you've got a choice. Mm -hmm. You've got a choice. You have, God has given you the ability to choose. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you have a choice. I chose to, um, and, and I'm not saying, I'm not to be morbid. I'm not saying that I'm, I want to go in heaven today. I will be in heaven one day. I do. I, I, I can honestly tell you that there is a heaven. I will be there. Um, I, I just, um, I want to see my children, you know, have children. I want to see my children get married. I've seen one get married. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you're going to be a new grandma. I want um, one day yeah. to, have, to have that feeling. Yeah. I want, you know, I'm looking, still waiting on my other daughter, on who she's going to marry. Um, but, you know, and, and, and it went through with me and Dale too. I mean, yeah. it strengthened our commitment to each other too um so there was a lot that came out of those 18 months um it really did a lot of um our family um everything so what was your greatest takeaway during that time spiritually speaking trust in the lord Trust in the Lord. And I will add, and he will give you the desires of your heart. But the, the, the desire of my heart is to is to live to be old with gray hair, as it says in the Bible. <laughs> you, know, with, you know, have old hair, be white hair, whatever it says. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, the desire, he will give you the desires of your heart. I did not. Uh, I was absolutely mortified of chemotherapy. I will mm -hmm. tell you, I was absolutely mortified. I, that scared me worse than, than, um, anything really. Mm -hmm. And when we first met with oncology, the first thing he said, he goes, 
we're going to go with radiation. We're not going to oncology. Uh, you don't have, nothing was in the lymph nodes. Um, it was all contained. Um, then I went through, see, I was supposed to have the surgery I was supposed to have was once and done. I was getting a reconstruct at the same time I had the double mastectomy, but because of COVID, I couldn't have that. So I had, uh, two major surgeries, um, in one year. And, I just talked with a girl the other day that went through, she's going through this and um, they've not changed their policy. It, uh, a double mastectomy is like outpatient surgery. I was there at five 30 that morning. I was at my house at four in the afternoon. It was, mm. she was the same way. Her mother was all upset because she, she had her surgery at another hospital. She was like, it's like outpatient surgery. And I was like, yeah, outpatient surgery. I think they keep you longer to have a baby, but they just, Go do what they got to do and do it. And wow. then you come home. Wow. You come home. That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. I'm like my husband, and COVID, because of COVID, my husband dropped me off at the door at Fayette mm-hmm. Hospital and um, that morning at five o'clock. And nobody could go with me. And, and it was really that journey. It, and, and COVID played into that, but it was that journey. I was all alone just me and God. Mm-hmm. I just, um, it, it, it's, it's hard to, but to say, cause you know, every, we were worried about, we didn't know what COVID was. And I was, this, I, all this was happening to me at the same time, all this was happening around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, COVID was going around the world and I didn't know if it was the end or not. I was like, well, you know, if it's the end, it's the end. And I know I read the book. I know who wins. So <laughs> I'm not, gonna worry about it you know right I have to say that's one thing about the breast cancer community uh, survivors that they really rally around each other Mm -hmm. and like you said you were already talking to someone who's going through the story or through their Mm -hmm. own journey and they really have a beautiful community Mm -hmm. I mean think about the walks and um Susan G Coleman is that right Mm -hmm. um just the, they rally around each other and it's like, this is my journey. You know, you've been, you're now on this journey. We're going to do this together. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a beautiful picture of really what the body of Christ is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And if we're not, we need to get there <laughs> because yeah. that's, you know, r- rallying around, you know, to pray for one another, to lift one each other up, to serve one another, bring food over, to be able to mm-hmm. write a note, to send verses of scripture, to encourage your heart. Right. And that is exactly what, Jesus did when he was here and um, calls us to do here. And that's another thing. The cards that I got from people I didn't know mm-hmm. cards that I got. And I was like, wow. And I saved cards. Yes. I'm, if I ever had to move, I don't even know what we would do, but I mean, we moved so much earlier in our life that we've been here for a while, but, um, and the food, I mean, the food came, but I, we never ordered food from Longhorn. We just, we always went to Longhorn, but during COVID, you had to order everything mm-hmm. and you, it, it was just a different world during that time. And you sent the, uh, the barbecue guy came over. My mom and dad were here and they were like, wow, <laughs> this barbecue's unreal. And the guy was just so super nice that came in. I don't know if he knew our situation or what, but, um, it was just, I don't want to go through it again, Yeah. but yeah. I can tell you when I did go through it, I did not, I wouldn't let my mind go down that rabbit hole because I can do that very mm-hmm. easy. I am a very anxious person, very um, jittery person at times, but I just wouldn't, I had a peace because I, I truly believe I asked God for peace and he gave it to me. Mm-hmm. I experienced the peace of God 
because I asked for it. Yeah. That was my heart's desire. Yes, I wanted to be, I didn't want that. I didn't want cancer. I didn't want it to be. But I saw in my book last night when I got it out and read it, I even praised God on the day that I got the news that I had. God answered my prayer. What are you talking about? They just told you you have cancer. But I wrote in this book, God, you answered my prayer today. Now I'm going to go. Now I know what I got. Let's go with it. Let's, Let's get going. So it's just, it's hard to explain, but that's it. It's my story. It's an amazing story. And it's your, your obedience is what just, I find so amazing about that is that you did like, I think we, if we were sitting in a different circumstance and we were talking to you and if, you know, your circumstance was going in a different direction, I feel confident that you would still have, but God's got this Mm -hmm. and you don't know what your ending is going to look like, but you know that God has it. And I just, I find that just so encouraging. You are very encouraging. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that comes from my family. My mom is, um, and my mom and my dad are so full of wisdom that I just, I, I, I find myself just, and that's it, the least little thing that we have. My parents are coming. You know, they always come for everything. And I, I love that about them because they, they want to be part of our life but they also are there for support. Mm-hmm. And I want to be that for my kids one day. I want them to call and say, Hey, you know, this is happening. You know, I need you. Can you come? Um, I, I have that in this book about how the comforting the voice of my mom was at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just, it, she just had that. She didn't get upset about things. And she, if she did, she didn't let me know. Yeah. So, I mean, I do remember where, and I'm sure she remembers where she was on the interstate when, when I called, when I had the news, I called and I knew she was on the road cause I could hear the, the background noise in the, on the car. And she's like, well, what'd they say? And I went, I have cancer, mom, I have breast cancer. Well, how can you tell your mother that when she's riding down the road? Right. <laughs> but you know, she, she handled it like a trooper and mm-hmm. she's been my rock and she has I heard a saying one time when before I had my kids they said the only thing a mother can take to heaven is her children by the life she lives Mm -hmm. if you train up a child in the way that it should go when they are old they will not depart and that is something that I have um lived out my life I was trained I knew what to do I'm not a, I'm not a saint. I went to college just like everybody else. And I had all my fun times and for heaven's sakes, I married my husband after six dates for, you know, I what were you thinking? Was I thinking? And he's 12 hours away and he was in the military and he wasn't just in the military. He was in special ops. So he was gone a lot. I mean, he was one of those, oh, he was on an 18. He was on a special forces. He's a green beret for heaven's sakes. Wow. So even in those times, God was preparing you for he just was. a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know was. Military and life, you move around a lot. And a lot yeah. of my friends that are military, they're like, there's some really lonely times mm-hmm. when your spouse yeah, is see, gone. We were a little different than that. The wives didn't go, go anywhere. We stayed at Fort Bragg. Our husbands went, but okay. we didn't go anywhere. We stayed right there at Fort Bragg. He got there in, in 82 and left in 96. Wow. You know, I mean, yeah, he was, uh, yeah, that his career was there and one other place. He only, he was a ranger and then he was a 
special ops guy, mm-hmm. and that was his career. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, but I truly believe too that um, sometimes we're the only salt. Their salt gives flavor, and that's in the Bible. Um, sometimes you're the only salt in a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. They that sometimes you're the only Jesus that some people will ever see. And I remember that. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of raised that way. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when um, when you were first going through this, even in, in Bible study that we were both in together, and there were so many things that people were struggling with in their life, um, relationships and health issues. And then I, I remember specifically when you came and told us that you had this diagnosis and your demeanor of, okay, this is what I've got, probably very much like your mom. Uh, this is what I've got. This is what we're gonna how we're going to mm-hmm. handle it. And we're just going to praise Jesus. And your your response was not only inspiring, but it was convicting. I think to every person in that room who was really focused on the negative of their circumstances or even asking God, where are you, that they were inspired and challenged. I know I was because um, we, we were dealing with our own issues at, at home too. But just to say, okay, God, you're in this. And I'm going to praise you through it. And you you constantly kind of refocused everybody in that group. And I don't think you even realized you were just by yeah. sharing your journey and the choices you were going to make through that journey. You were going to praise God through it and trust him with the outcome. And that is infectious no matter whether you're dealing with breast cancer or you're dealing with divorce or you're dealing with health issues or family, wayward, drama. family, family yeah. drama, wayward children, you name it. That if you praise God in the middle of the storm. Mm-hmm you're going to see him. He's there mm-hmm. and um, yeah. it, it, it's contagious and it will change the way the person that's hearing your story sees their own story too. Okay. Yeah. There's that song that says, I will praise you in the storm. <laughs> that was a song that, that was popular years before all this happened with me. And even when I couldn't feel him, I was going to praise you in this storm. Mm-hmm. I, I've walked this neighborhood, and, like my husband would say when we would go by one of the military bases, he'll go, many a, a, a footprints out there, a boot print out there on that road that I walked because they had to you know, walk these dirt roads and everything. And he, many a boot prints out there, <laughs> yeah. many a tennis shoe print is on that road out yes. there. And there were days that I know people thought I was crazy, but I'd just be, you know, I walk down the road and I pretend like I'm doing exercises and stuff. <laughs> those like, hands in the air. <laughs> yeah, hands in the air, you know. I'd do my little arm exercises, but I'd be like, you know, but I was listening to something yeah. and I still listen to podcasts. When I walk, that is my that is my Jesus time. Mm-hmm. I walk and and some of them are fifty minutes and or fifty five minutes and I walk the whole neighborhood and I listen to my podcast. I have certain people that I listen to that I really enjoy that bring that, that actually speak to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you just have to find those, those ones. So what would be your greatest advice to give somebody who is either walking this journey or maybe walking it tomorrow who doesn't even know it yet? That's right. That's the, that's the ones that you, that's where I struggle. If I struggle with anything and my oncologist works with me on this is, I didn't even know I had this and I had it for years. The doctor was like, honey, it has been there. Every mammogram you had for the last, we've been back and looked at the files. It didn't show up. It didn't show up because it doesn't grow like ductal um, breast cancer, like knots and balls and stuff. It doesn't grow like that. You don't know you have it. So I'm like, okay, so where else do I have it? 
right now. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. that's, that's a mental right. thing, you know, but that you say people that don't, that don't know that that phone's going to ring tomorrow. All I can say is make your mind up, stand, make a stand, make a choice, stand and say, I will not be moved. Mm-hmm. If God doesn't heal me on this side, he'll heal me on the other side. He is the revealer of secrets and he would tell me why when I get there. I do believe that. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. That is really beautiful. As we wrap up today, I'm just going to ask you a question. If you need a couple of minutes to think about it, feel free. I can always (laughs) edit it to cut that out. Um, What do you want to be remembered by? To be remembered by... You mean like an epithet for your gravestone or you mean like <laughs> yeah. somebody just put, you know, you know, years down the road, generation, generations down the road, somebody says, Brenda DeLoach, what do you want them to remember mm-hmm. about you, your like faith She walk? was she, always mm-hmm. fill in the blank. Okay. Um, I, I'd like to say in my other life, when I, before I am a kindergarten. I was a personal assistant for um, several older people in Peachtree City. Um, I loved those people. I loved them. They looked forward to seeing me, and I looked forward to seeing them every week. I would go there and either clean their house. I would go shopping for them. I would take them to the nail salon. I would take them to the doctor appointment. I was one of those people that did things that they couldn't do for themselves or their children couldn't because they were working. I loved that life. And I had to give that up because COVID happened and, you know, people are not in and out of people's houses like they, like I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like to, I don't want to say that I have the red phone to, you know, like the Batmobile. I don't have the red phone to God, but I did know a lady that was that way. I I worked for a lady like that. Um, So what would I want to be remembered as? Cause I'm not going to say kind because I don't, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm a kind person all the time. <laughs> I don't think that would be something that that's not something that somebody says, Oh, uh, it's my personality. It's my, my zest for life. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I'm not going, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to ever get down and think the, you know, the world's falling apart or something like that. But I guess if I had, and I think of a mom situation, what my kids would say or what my husband would say is I look for the, for the good in something. Mm-hmm. I don't want to dwell on poor me. You know, I don't like to chase the rabbit, so to speak. I like to, um, I like to look for another angle. Yeah. I look for another angle. And, um, and, and, you know, the Bible says we are like a vapor. 70 years is like a vapor. We're, o- we're only here for a little, to- little bit of time. And if I can make a difference in a child's life, I pray that every morning. Used to, I said, God, give me eyes to see, ears to hear, and that I could find something at someone's house that needs to be done or for somebody's that so- something that some- one of my clients need that they didn't know they needed. Help me to see that. Yeah. Well, now I say, help me to be the difference in a child's life. They're only five years old. They're little. They're little. They're five years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to be known for wanting to help out. I mean, to find the situation and and fit into that group. 
um, whether it's dealing with little children or dealing with older people. Um, I just want to, I want to find that. Yeah. You're a true servant at heart for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, you are. I, yeah. And, and, you know, life short. And if, I mean, I don't know my days, you don't know yours. And, um, you know, I've, I've got older parents that I know the day's coming. I know it's coming, but I also know that I'm going to see him again. I'm going to get to spend eternity and, 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 and God's going to tell me why I don't even really, I don't even have that question. Why did that happen to me? I don't care. (laughs) I don't, I don't, um, I don't. You can edit this out, but I was like, anybody want to see my new fake boobs? You know, like, I want to see. Look at these scars. Look at this. You know. But uh, you're funny. You're funny. Well, thank you. That's just who I am. That's so great. I love it. Thank you for sharing your story, for being vulnerable, and um, because it's very powerful. And I know whoever listens to this is going to be exactly what they needed. Um, Yes. Somebody just to take their little face and refocus it Mm -hmm. and say, you know, praise him. Praise him in the storm. Knowing he will answer your prayers. Yes, he will. He will. And you'll praise him for an answer. I mean, I was waiting for the Mm -hmm. phone to ring. God, please let it be today. Let them call me today. Tell me what this Mm -hmm. is. I know it's another three days. It's really bad. I'm sure it's really bad. Let me get that phone call. And to read it on the paper, please journal. If I can say anything, (laughs) please journal. I want my kids one day to find my journals and to be able to read them Mm -hmm. because it kind of tells them my life, my, Mm. my thoughts, all my prayers Mm -hmm. are in here. I mean, I was praying for this child of mine, uh, that was going through a lot whenever that was going on. Both of them, uh, you know, when COVID hit, my child didn't get to graduate. She was in college. That one didn't get to graduate. It was devastating to her. Mm -hmm. She is that child that, um, things had just happened. Like, the, the 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 grandmother died before she got to graduate from high school. She felt cheated with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Now she didn't get to graduate from college. She walked down the aisle, you know. She didn't get to do the walk thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know. Yeah, we all have yeah. to adjust our expectations in life because we all yeah. felt like there were huge milestones that we needed for closure and to move on, and we have to address that for sure. Yeah. But um, thank you for your story. Thank you for your vulnerability again and just being able to share how faithful God has been in your life. And and I know people are going to be really mm-hmm. encouraged by that. Absolutely. So um, listeners, as we always close out, um, whatever your journey is, whatever your story is, own it, share it, and let God use it. Y'all have a blessed day. Use it. Bye, <laughs> let him use it. That's right. Bye, guys. <laughs>